Welcome to The Floor, fantasy and sci-fi lore. We have had an influx of a lot of new listeners recently, so what is coming today is a little bit more of our traditional episodes as opposed to the Avernus episodes that are kind of a newer thing that we're trying out. So today, we're going to be talking about the Blood War in D&D. It plays a big part in Descent into Avernus. It is a big part of some of the events in Baldur's Gate 3, So that is the lore piece we're going to be covering. It's a three-part series, and in it we're going to be talking about a few things that might come up as spoilers in Part 2 for Descent into Avernus. So if you don't want those, we will let you know where they're coming so that you can be like, pause until we get past this part in that narrative if you're around for the story. We're also going to be talking about uh, the Dawn War quite a bit. We make a reference to hags. So we will put links for those episodes in the show notes. So if you want to jump back and listen to those for a little bit more clarity. Uh, Our Know Nothing had a lot of questions coming into this. So we don't get really deep in this episode. Because he had questions about the Dawn War. He had questions about the first and second sundering that we needed to clear up. Uh, in order to get him through it. But we will cover the origins of the Blood War and how it's related to the Dawn War. We will cover uh, the events that spark the Blood War. We will cover the resources that they are constantly fighting over in this episode. So if that is what you're looking for, to learn more about the Blood War, what it is, how it's a part of D&D, and how it affects so many adventures, this is the episode for you. Roll the intro. Do you remember the first story that was so spellbinding that it drove you to break the rules and stay up all night? To keep reading, keep listening, keep playing, so good you forgot your life and lived there? So good that the moment it ended you asked yourself, what next? Welcome to the floor. Our goal is to take you back, take you deeper, to explore and understand more, and relive that childlike wonder. Join us as we dive deep into humanity's greatest stories, no matter how they are told, through books, movies, television, even games. One of us does an in-depth research on our topic. One of us is familiar with the topic. And one of us knows nothing. So the right questions will always be asked and will be addressed for anyone coming into the topic, regardless of how much you know. Enjoy another world another adventure, another spellbinding story. Join us on the floor. Welcome. We are covering the descent into Avernus. And today... Welcome to the floor. (laughs) Yes. Come on, Eli. Oh, we're going to go under the floor today. Because we're going to be talking about the Blood War. And we're starting on the floor, and then we're going deep underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are descending. So what's the Blood War? It is a well-known war that is between the lawful devils and the chaotic demons. That's how most people will know this blood war, but we're going to get a little bit more into the nitty-gritty about it. So, you said lawful devils? Yep. Devils are lawful, and demons are chaotic, and they war against each other. Yes. Are they all Uh, evil? Yes. 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 Devils and demons? Okay. So, Uh lawful evil versus chaotic evil. Correct. Yeah. You know, uh, Morgan Canaan, you ever heard that name before? 
he, he wrote a bunch of spells and he was a powerful wizard. The I guess yeah, that's the only way I know the name Mordenkainen is uh, from the spells, right? If you were asking me, the answer was no. I don't know him. A- anyways, super powerful wizard. He made magic more versatile and more powerful. And what he says about the Blood War is there are many theories of why it's called the Blood War, but I believe it is because the branches of the river Styx acts like blood vessels that circulate the conflict throughout the lower plains. Now, the river Styx, the river of souls, for a time period in the Forgotten Realms, it was called the River of Blood. But this river takes people's souls to realms like hell and the abyss. Uh, Hell's where the devils come from, the abyss is where the demons come from. It also takes people to other afterlifes um, as well, but we're just going to focus on this here right now. And so the river Styx, you can get to all of the lower plains through the river Styx. Uh, so that's why he says it's it's like uh, the blood vessels, you know, because the, the blood war is essentially fought because of the river Styx, because they have access to each other. Well, and they're competing for the same resource, right? Souls. Yes. Yes, they are. Wait, so it's between the demons and the devils? Yes. And they're competing for the same souls. Are like all souls, like, are they competing for all souls? All the evil souls that are going into the nine hells in the abyss. So I know like when when you watch or read about like vampires, there's different qualities of like blood. Mm-hmm. You know, like the richer people have better blood or like yep. virgins have better blood or whatever. Like mm-hmm. the, the evil people, like depending on how evil were they, do their souls taste better. Like this person killed a bunch of children. He tastes like chicken. Yes. So do you remember when we were talking about hags? Uh, hey, yeah. And I and I was telling you about the larvae that get made, and then you when a, a devil takes on that larva, it begins to develop into that kind of devil that he is. And then we talked about soul power there, that all these souls, they might turn into something a lot more powerful rather than a, a lot lesser of a demon or a devil. And that's based off the soul. Awesome. Do you know what like the the main contributing factors are of those or no? You asked us this last time. That is not known uh, at all. It might be. Yeah, and we talked about it more in our other episode. People can go listen to. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, let's continue in the blood war. <laughs> so uh, the same thing will happen with the demons as the devils. That those souls will go there, turn into larvae, and then uh, begin to turn into demons or devils <clears throat> the demons and the devils fight and they when they kill they will take those souls and recycle them to bolster their forces and then uh the demons they don't collect them but the souls that get lost in these battles some of them drift back to the abyss and then uh, come out again but the the demons are like a massive chaotic wave of creatures that are just spilling out of the abyss. And whereas the devils are like, we will simply take a stand against this wave and hold them back. Yeah, it's it's a lot like uh, the barbarians versus the Romans, right? The barbarians are chaotic and wild and ferocious. And the Roman legions, they're just in this these preset lines, following orders, doing what they're told, right? That is, that is the, the blood war. Now... 
if the demons were to win, they would wipe out all of the devils. And once you wipe out all the devils, all the souls now turn into demons because they don't have devils to turn into and vice versa. If the devils could kill all the demons and then take all the souls and they would all be devils now, right? So this is a war that essentially they're trying to extinct each other because then it will contribute to who they are. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. I'm just wondering if we could do a one shot where we start as larva and then <laughs> we try and fight for our side. I, I could do that for you sometime. But but I mean the the this war is is a war over resources which has been like what so many of the wars throughout human history have always been right we want this land this water and you're there so we're trying to take it and you're like well you're here and we're trying to take it this is also um, so we've we've talked about the dawn war before and the dawn war is very much a war between chaos and order this is the continuation of the dawn war so it. You say that the Dawn War ends, but really it's a continuation into the Blood War. There are many people, people who say the Dawn War never ended, right? Because we have the Dawn War, which if you're unfamiliar, if you don't remember or you haven't listened to our episodes on like the creation of the Forgotten Realms, the Dawn War is the war that takes place in creation, right? You have these early gods who then have the, so you have the gods who are creating this world and they create the primordials, which are <laughs> kind of demigods. And then you have this battle between gods and gods and demigods all across everything, which leads to the creation of many of the races as they're trying to build up warriors and armies. This is so much of creation is just created to fight against these others as they're battling for what a beer Torel will be, you know, and that eventually becomes the world of the Forgotten Realms, what is shaped out of that battle. But then you have the first and the second shattering, right? Which is just a continuation of that Dawn War. And these happen after, you know, Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 in the Time of Troubles. So, yeah, yeah. So, so you said the first and the second shattering? Yes. Uh, Eli, if you could explain those in like 12 words or less for some of us who don't know everything about everything. Um, I don't have that details in front of me right now. Really briefly, the first and second shatterings. Twelve words or less. <laughs> there was a battle between the gods. So during the time of troubles, all the gods were made mortal, right? <laughs> and during this time, several of them are killed. And when the time of troubles come to an end and the gods resume their godhood, there are fewer of them left. And so this re-sparks the dawn war at a very fervent level because there are, you know, the, the, there are fewer gods to battle and particularly for the primordials who were not condemned to mortality during the time of troubles. And eventually this causes the world of a beer Torel to be torn apart. So instead of one world called a beer Torel, we have two worlds, a beer and Torel. <laughs> and that is the first shattering. That's the first shattering. Yes. That's the first shattering. And then the spell plague hits. And at the end of the spell plague, the second shattering happens where a beer Torel comes back together and those worlds reunite. <laughs> so that's the first and second shattering. Okay. And then you said one one other thing I want to clarify on. So I know we've talked about this before, but if people are just hopping in here, it's primordials. 
primordial. So these are like demigods, right? They are not as to, to say they're not as powerful as the gods is not always accurate. Some of the primordials are definitely uh, stronger than some of the gods when it comes to like combat prowess. <laughs> but they black, but like the most combat prowess god versus the most combat prowess primordial. The the, pri- the, the god is going to win. But the gods have powers of creation. Uh, so like for a god to decide to create a race, that's just something they could do. But for the creation of the dragonborn race, you needed all the primordial dragons uh, of a beer to come together to create that race. <laughs> so they're like power ranger gods. Like they have powers alone, but like if they want to get together and do something really powerful, they've got to turn into Voltron. Yeah, exactly. So the big thing is, is that gods have this power of creation that primordials do not. And gods can give out divine magic to their followers, whereas primordials cannot. But you said that primordials do have it if they all work as one. So, yes, they can work together to produce some of the effects that a single god can do. But when it comes to combat, some gods are slain by primordials, right? So, like I said, combat prowess is not a, a good way to understand the difference between the two, whether create but creation powers is. And and primordials are a lot more uh, chaotic, and and the gods were a lot more orderly, right? They are reaching into the elemental chaos to create things and put them together, whereas the primordials are much more run around and do whatever they want, and led to a war. Anyway, so. Since we're talking about this time period, during the Dawn War, um, one of the primordials got his hands on the seed or shard of pure evil. Now, he he was going to go plant this in the astral realm, but he dropped it. And he dropped it into a bottomless pit in the elemental chaos. And from this is how we get the abyss. Right. We should do a whole episode on that shard because it's a big deal and it's very important. It is. Yes. Yes. But before Eli agrees or disagrees on whether or not we're going to, let's take a break. Okay, so we have been mentioning at the end of our episodes recently about the treasure room, how, as Aaron likes to describe it, in the floor we go deep into things, but in the treasure room we kind of go wide. And we wanted to give people who have never been in the treasure room uh, a little bit of a sample. So going forward, we'll probably be uh, putting in little bits and pieces here. So here is a small clip uh, from the treasure room. We hope you enjoy it and are interested in uh, learning more in there. Recently, we got uh, some write-ins about our treasure room commercials here that it was a little bit confusing. People didn't always know what we were talking about. So I do want to give you a little bit of context going into this clip that we're pulling from the treasure room. So you decide if you're interested or not. We are talking about imps. This is a creature feature. And uh, hopefully that is enough context for you to know what is going on. I hope you enjoy the clip and you're interested in to check out the episode. Is whoever their master is, they will whisper... Uh, magical ancient secrets into their ears and it boosts your magical abilities. Whoa, I want one. <laughs> you, you, you can get one. <laughs> you can get imps, one. You, you, imps can be familiars. 
you you could even have a blood uh, blood bag in familiar if you wanted. But, but if I'm not a devil, that doesn't do anything. I don't. But what want, if you're I'm, a vampire? What if you're a va- I guess as a vampire, that's a good familiar, right? Yeah, that's a great familiar. He's like, ah, I got my blood bag. I don't need to bite people. I'm a nice guy. I just chew on this imp. <laughs> Stuck in like some cave in the middle of nowhere, be like, I don't want to die. I'll just eat the imp a few times a day. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Welcome back. We are talking about the Blood War in Descent in, into Avernus. And we have talked about what, what this means and what this war is about. So this is between the lawful demons and the unlawful... What are those things called? The little creepy demons. things. What? Devils are lawful. Demons? Oh, devils. Oh, yeah, yeah. The lawful devils and the unlawful demon demons of the Cretans. So those two were fighting because they've got this food source of human souls that they inject their human baby uh, deity selves into, and then they grow up, and then there's more of them. So they want to eradicate all of the other. <laughs> that just sounded like madness. I just want you guys to know that that's what you two sound like sometimes. <laughs> just sounded like madness. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then there was like some shattering and time of troubles and... That was to explain how the Dawn War never really ended, right? But Yeah, the Dawn War, which uh, was a war at dawn. The Dawn War was the war at creation. Before the prime material realm was uh, established, that's every physical realm there is. Okay, and this was before the Blood War, because the Blood War happens. That is when this Dawn War is, between gods and primordials. And what I'm saying is, Order and Chaos was fighting during the Dawn War. Order and Chaos are still fighting during the Blood War. Oh, so we're just talking about stuff that just keeps happening. So this isn't even like news or anything interesting. So we could just end the episode here. <laughs> this was happening millions of years before you. It's still happening. It's going to happen after. It's just going to happen. Kind of one of the stories of how the Blood War begins is after the Abyss is created. The demons are populating in there, and their curiosities get the better of them, and they they start going on the river Styx, and they find themselves in Avernus. There, they run into some devils. Uh, So this is like the first time devils meeting demons. And it's said that they had a philosophical debate amongst each other until both of the sides were just enraged by the others, and they just started fighting. And that this fighting just goes on and on and on. And in the beginning, this war bled over into a lot of different realms. It really swayed back and forth really heavily. But eventually, it begins to stabilize. And, and it's really just majority fought on Avernus. So, part of Avernus is there's a giant war between devils and demons being hosted there. So that's something you need to know if you're going to go to Avernus, that you're going to be running into a lot of devils and demons. And we're talking armies and waves, you know. Where, so like platoons, so like in the hundreds of thousands, in like the fifteens? Hundreds like, of thousands would be a small number for demons, but a good number for devils. Oh yeah, because devils are bigger and stronger. Uh, more organized. 
more organized. So devils are your your hobgoblins and demons were your goblins. Yeah. So imagine you've got this giant demon wielding this gigantic two-handed sword. I am imagining. And he's fighting off uh, a Baylor, right? This this de- this this very powerful devil. He takes a swing and he slices through like a hundred demons on his side before even hitting the Baylor with his sword. He doesn't Dead. care. He's a demon. It's just chaos, unorganized destruction everywhere. Our demons kill demons all the time. Not even on purpose, just on accident. Like just like you're in my way. Not even on accident. It's it's not on accident or purpose. It's just like I'm going to swing. I'm going to hit that thing. Whatever I hit in between, whatever I'm hitting that. Just though. quick correction: a Baylor is a demon, not a devil, Joe. Oh, um, a Baylor is a demon in D and D. I thought they were devils. Yeah, but he still might want to kill the Baylor. They look very devilly, yeah. I they they look very devilly for sure. But but no, they they are demons. So demons fight amongst each other. To rule in the abyss is to rule the same way a tiger rules the jungle. You're you're not telling other people what to do. You're just the most powerful thing around and you get to eat when you want to, you know. Oh, I know. It is literal chaos in the abyss. And and all the creatures of it are chaotic and behave chaotically and and so yeah when a wave of demons is coming at you they are fighting amongst each other as the wave is coming towards you like i said they they spill out of the abyss it is it comes so crowded that they force each other away from each other because of how much infighting they have that demons are fighting anything Whereas the devils are like, we're not fighting amongst each other. We will lie, cheat, and manipulate amongst each other. But we will never break contracts against each other. Like, uh, uh, they have a hierarchy. Any devil who is above you, you have to listen to what he says. Unless he's telling you to harm another more powerful devil. And then you can listen to what he says, you just don't have to. (laughs) Getting back to where we were. You guys went off on some chaotic demon tangents right there. Thought you'd be a little bit more devilish in your order. We, we haven't really covered uh, the demons yet, and so I think that's why we're spinning off there a bit. And you do need to understand both sides here. Now, there's a third side, but I'm not going to cover them today. We'll cover them next time. Well, I, it's nice to hear that they don't get to be yours. So there, there are two different kinds of demons there's these really old demons that could have... Some of them were primordials. Um, some of them, it's just we don't know where they came from or how long they've been around. They just showed up. And these guys are the ones who uh, take uh, over the abyss. They they are the rulers of the abyss. But uh, in fighting in the Dawn War, they became weak. And in this kind of environment, if you become weak, you no longer rule. And and so the new kind of demons are the ones that come from mortal souls. This wasn't true before. Mortals weren't around. They weren't dying. Their souls weren't going anywhere. But when they started to, and they started to trickle into the abyss, they started to form new kind of demons. And so now these new demons take over the abyss. And they're the ones who uh, are the ones spilling out and uh, attacking the Nine Hells. What a bunch of prepubescent jerk teams. 
and and most of those uh, old demons have all been slain. There's a few of them that still exist, but like they are have a tiny piece of power that they used to, and are more hiding in the abyss than anything. Does that make sense? The the old decrepit demons are hiding in the abyss, and if you were to play. A video game. The ones that survived, but like literally less than 12. Yeah, if you were to play a video game and find them in the video game and kill them, you'd probably get like massive XP bonus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I suppose you could. But the abyss is not an easy place to live in. No. Or navigate. Yeah. Yeah, and they're living in there and not getting killed and old and decrepit and lame. Just for them. The abyss, every level of the abyss is infinite. But it it is also believed that is there is infinite layers of like a new dimension, a new dimension to the abyss. You know, you want to hear something that broke my brain recently? Yeah, yeah. Very much like infinity continuum, right? You, you've got infinities within infinity. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson talks about how there's different there's different infinities so there's different levels you can have different sizes of infinities yeah 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 so it's crazy to think about yeah yeah the furthest level anyone's ever recorded is level 679 um that's the furthest down but the farther down you go this uh seed of pure evil drains on you even of creatures who are pure evil and and they can't live down there it sucks. The abyss itself sucks their soul out of them. Does that make sense? Yeah, it sounds like the one below all in Marvel. The one below all. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and uh, wrap it up here. So we have the lawful... Law, I, I feel like the word lawful, it's the word that D&D uses, but it's not a great the word. Organized, the organized. The organized legions of the devils versus the chaos of the abyss and the core root of this is the blood river or the river Styx, which is where the name comes from the blood war this river brings the souls of mortals down that the demons of the abyss can feed on to go stronger but so too can the devils of avernus and so this competition for this key resource the evil souls of dead mortals is this point of conflict within them have you guys ever seen uh, those Japanese like restaurants that serve noodles that like go through the bamboo water and you can just grab the noodles out of the water as it's passing your table. I imagine it's very similar to that. <laughs> they just picking souls up. You just have the devils and demons sitting there, just like, ah, oh, dude, this soul looks nice. That's not quite how it is. So the, the souls will kind of randomly generate into the larva, and there are points that it's very popular that they. They pop up, and the devils create what they call larva pits to help them capture these larva, and and that is a little bit more of what it's like. So these larva pits are then the focal points of the blood war, right? Um, it, that's where you're going to get new soldiers, right? Right, but I mean, so that's why they would be fighting over that. So like, if there's a gold mine in WoW, that's where everybody's fighting because you got to get that gold. So the larva pits are kind of like that. Not, not WoW, sorry, World of Warcraft, not not World of Warcraft, Warcraft, right? 
you're, you've got there and everybody's got to fight for that one rare resource. If you're playing StarCraft, it's for the gas, right? The few gas mines, everybody clustered on a fight. So you've got these larva pits. That's a good one. The, the devils are building for where the souls are popping out, whereas the demons are just trying to take that area to catch the souls as they're coming up, right? <laughs> the devil has a plan for it. The demons are like, yay, larva. So these come become the the conflict points, right? These are the valued resources that that's right. battle over. So that is our first step into the blood war. Uh, to bring this back to Descent into Avernus and uh, the Baldur's Gate series, the blood war comes into play. If you remember our very first episode on this topic, we talked about the devils were coming into the prime material plane, into the Elter Guard area near the city of El Terrell. And the devils were burning cities and capturing people. And they, essentially, they're just trying to, to capture re more resources to help them in their blood war against the demon. And that is where Rhea Mantelmorn, the angel, comes down. And she had tried to convince the celestials that while the blood, is hap blood war is happening, this is the best time to bring their war to the devils and demons because they're fighting each other. And she was refused an army to back her. But she comes down to the city of El Terrell and she rallies the people of El Terrell and leads the High Riders into Avernus to slay the devils that have been terrorizing their countryside, to rescue their people, and finally to seal the gate they're using to access it. Right, so that is their connection to the Blood War. Of course, as we know, Rhea does not make it back, but the few Riders who do return become the first Hell Riders and begin that Order of Paladins. So, that's its connection. That's part one of the Blood War. We hope you'll join us for part two. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We have mentioned in the past that if you go to the Patreon page, we have collections of all the different worlds and pieces of lore we have covered. For example, if you want everything we have ever done about Baldur's Gate, from the invention of D&D &D to... Baldur's Gate 1, Baldur's Gate 2, Dark Alliance. All of that, you can find individual collections for all of those or just one big collection containing all of Baldur's Gate or all of D&D. &D. So everything we have covered, everything we have covered, Eberron, Marvel, DC, Aliens, Zooniverse, Cyberpunk, Dune, and more. We have collections for each of those worlds. And I do want to mention that on the Patreon, the only thing behind the subscription is the treasure room content anything that has been released in the podcast for free is still free there it is just a better organization of the information that the podcast app doesn't let us do they are just a big list and you just got to type in your search words on the patreon there are tags for everything you got fantasy D, D creature features Baldur's Gate 1, Baldur's Gate 2, Dark Alliance, all of that. Just an individual tag for those episodes. And as I said, we do have collections just to make this as easy as possible to find what you're looking for. We have learned in the past that a lot of people who listen to the floor, they're interested in one or two of the worlds. And they may check out one or two of the episodes when we switch worlds. But they're really just mostly interested in that. So we just want to like consolidate everything you're looking for to make it just as easy as possible to access. So... Check that out just to make your life easier. And uh, we are working at making sure you can download any of the free episodes there. So even if you're going to lose Wi-Fi or connection, you can get the episodes you want before that happens. Or just not burn your data while you're traveling to and from work or whatever else is you do while you listen. And uh, thank you. I hope you continue to enjoy the show.